All right, hey everybody, it's Scoots here. This is our episodically modular uh, series. It's pretty new. So new, in fact, this is for the second episode, but I forgot to record it. So now I'm recording the first and second episode ones back, to, or the second and third episodes back to back, because I'm recording the third episode tomorrow. But this is so far in episode two. In episode one... Oh, what's an episodically modular series? It's a bedtime story you could fall asleep to, but the nice thing is it's a story. You could listen to them in any order. They're related, similar characters you could get familiar with uh, and, uh, you know, comforting and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, if you, you say, oh, I like some interconnection, but this way, if if this is your fifth episode, you say, oh, boy, these are prequels. Or, you know, related, you say, this is like one where you saw a movie and then you saw like a a limited edition series, this episodically modular with a touch of seriality, it does it just fine by me. And despite some confusion on my part about what this was going to be titled, it is about uh, uh, big emojis and big ones, but it's really about the Spice Friends. Now, not the kind of spice they have on Arrakis. You say Arrakis, I say Arrakis. Let's not make a ruckus about it. But, uh, so, okay, so what's the series about? It features two characters right now, two main players. Uh, They're working together, so don't worry if they're not in opposition. Uh, President, uh, well, what you would call President Willow Smith, uh, she's kind of president of the world, more or less, or the head of the uh, cooperative nations. And she's been doing just fine trying to manage, you know, the cooperative nations of the world. Cooperate, cooperations, cooperations or something. And President uh, Smith, uh, she uh, had been vice president of the United States with her father, and then you know life changed, and but now she's once again president this time or head of the cooperative nations. She's a great leader. Also, we have an astronaut, uh, an astronaut that had just returned to Earth. Uh, thus far, only known as the astronaut, I believe, and the astronaut had left Earth many, many years ago. Not that different of a timeline than we're, when we're talking now, I think. Maybe a little bit after. Well, this is, a, this is not a, a um, fact-based report, but the astronaut went to another place called Planet Zipper in search of answers uh, because our world had been dealing with these big ones, uh, and when I say big ones, you've probably seen them in movies before. Big beings walking around, stomping on stuff, putting their hot breath on things. Some are lizards, some are dragons, some, uh, you know, other beings, uh, uh, mammals even. And uh, they, they caused a big ruckus here on Earth, uh, and pretty unpleasant. But then the people of Planet Zipper, well, one, they got them all on an island. Big One's Atoll, they called it. And then the the beings from Planet Zipper, somehow from outer space, they put all of the big ones into hibernation. 
Now, meanwhile, this astronaut was headed to Planet Zipper to figure out how does Planet Zipper deal with big ones? Ends up it's an intergalactic-type problem. And so the big ones have been hibernating for some time, but they're getting close to waking up. And so, obviously, as the head of planet, as the head of the, as our planetary leader, Willow wants to say, "What are we going to do when these big ones wake up?" Uh, we're waiting for this expert from uh, outer space to come, from outer space, from Earth that went to outer space, come back after consulting with Planet Zipper, and give us the info. But so far, the info they returned with was like, "Hey, we got to." Um, make a children's show and just trust me, we're going to manifest a solution, which to a president, you know, who's accountable to, I would assume voters or something or some sort of election or, you know, process to become the leader. She said, well, I'm looking for more of a clear cut solution here. We've got these giant beings that are going to start walking around on stuff again and we've never found a way to deal with them other than with extreme measures. And even then, it didn't work so hot until Planet Zipper put them all to sleep. But this, the astronaut said, don't worry. You just have to have trust me. Just have some faith. We're going to get this worked out. Talk about bedtime material. You say, well, you got a giant problem? Don't worry. It's all going to work out just fine. So I guess on this episode next, we're going to find out how fine it'll work out. Uh with another episode of uh, Spice Friends. Uh, And here is our Hollywood announcer, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, Thank you, Scooter. The ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time for an adventure. Another adventure with our Spice Friends. (sighs) Spicy. Antonio, I mean, that could be call a chip company or a some sort of company that you're hired. Uh, oh, you, you, I mean, because you could get, you probably, I wonder if they would pay me and then I could pay you because since it's my audio technically, even though you're volunteering for the love of sleep, you know, love of your scooter, I do this for the love of people who are falling asleep. I know you do. Also, for the love of practicing stillness, which I have you do most of the time while you're in my presence. You being still is a present to me, Antonio. Thanks. That's Mr. Antonio Banderas, and this is Spice Friends, everybody. All right, I guess I've decided to record a journal for you. Uh, You told me you were recording one for me. And, uh, I don't know, I've just been really impressed and I know, and I, well, no, I don't know. I, I understand your hesitancy and your dismay. And can I just say how starstruck I was just meeting you? I remember listening to some of your music on, on the flight, but, uh. In your family, but but that is aside not what I was starstruck. It was something in the way you carried yourself, in your eyes, and in, in the, your face, uh, your determination, your focus. Uh, that's where your dismay came and your disbelief, because of your 
driven caring uh, in, I, I don't know, I, I just, uh, I was taken aback by it. And, and I do find myself uh, in a position where I was looking at it and saying, well, maybe I came in a little too, you know, came in on a rocket uh, that looked like a comet. I came in a little too hot. But I wouldn't say hot. I'd say uh, my confidence blinded me to need to stay soft and open. And I guess I needed to have my own course correction forced on me. which is somewhat of a space travel metaphor. So let me see. Like, uh, of course, I I should have been softer and realized that the idea that uh, the joy of dance and song in the whole manifestation theory, it's, again, that's only the way I can explain it because I don't understand it either. I'm asking you to take uh, on something that I don't understand, right? Uh, How could the big ones have been formed and manifested? Manifestation's always been something that people would say is gaga goo goo. And it's just a word because I don't know other word to say created, uh, came, but where did they come from? They they appeared on earth uh, or in the sea. So did they come... There are no scientific theories that can explain, oh, no, there's someplace in the center of the earth they all live, and they come out from time to time. We don't have any scientific theories that said, oh, for sure, they came from other worlds. I would say the fact that the big ones were on planet Zipper, different big ones and some the same, uh, makes this manifestation theory hold up uh, because we don't have any proof of them traveling interstellar in an interstellar manner. Also, I guess I'm just not an expert on it. I don't know about it. And talking about it, I have trouble believing because I'm trying to manifest a solution or start the train moving. I guess I just don't have... I wish Planet Zipper, they didn't don't really think in metaphors and similes and they're... Stuff to explain, and a lot of that I've lost uh, uh, or tried to forget about. So, where are we? I asked you to trust me, and I don't think you're sure about that. I don't think you do. And I, I was confident that you would come around and that you would see very quickly, I would quickly deliver results in... I also thought we'd have a little bit more time together. And again, I also had to catch up with everything that was happening with the companies we established through the Planet Zipper plan. And, uh, yeah, so where should I start with this journal? Just in case you're listening or anybody else is listening, maybe they need to hear my side of it uh, right now. I guess I'm unfocused, and I guess that's okay. Of course, who wouldn't be? The soul thinks about saying yes, right? Uh, saying yes to your doubt, saying yes to my doubt and my mistakes, uh, and now saying yes to the fact that I just feel a little bit uh, fogged out. 
so what, what I can counter is like, uh, we met, uh, I tried to convince you to set aside the how. We know the why, save the world. Uh, uh, but the, the how and the why of that how, or the, the like those hows and whys to set aside. And, and it's probably asking a bit too much. And so the next thing was to start a test. I met with the writers. I met with the team who also had no idea uh, really what was at stake, you know, other than this launch of uh, the first show and that. Uh, so they were a bit confused. Now I did, uh, the, the, like, uh, but they said, okay, who? why wouldn't we have uh, the astronauts? be a part of it and and then there was a lot of debate in the room and again these are some of the top uh writers uh in show it was an amazing team that was put together and i i, I you know i have done being an astronaut is collaborative it's a different type of collaboration but on zipper and on the way back uh as preparing for this so there was debate of whether I would appear as myself or as the astronaut. And again, I thought that was a bit of a distraction. I said, it's okay, uh, we'll figure that out. But the primary objective with this new launch of this new show, again, the, the, again, the, the, I mean, Planet Zipper and the, the ability for, for you and everyone else who funded this, it was going to be a very popular program. You know, we would have to deliver to sustain the audience, but the marketing had already been done through the serials, through other... We were set up. We had a built-in audience ready to go, an audience of children and parents, but uh, that's the audience we were aiming for. And, you know, I'll be honest, in recording this, there were some setbacks, uh, and they were setbacks that I caused as the leader, uh, and you know, we had our goals. Uh, um, again, like, uh, it, and, and the show was supposed to be evocative of a spirit of play where children feel safe to play freely, right? Where they have fun, where children have a shorter memory. They scrape their knee. Ideally, they feel those feelings or, or you know, they metaphorically scrape their knee. And they move on. They let things go. And a lot of the work, uh, again, was uh, a great collaborative effort uh, to, to kind of help the children understand what it means to fully feel and, and all those things. And, and again, it, the timing was right with this project. And the mission was right because it was an intense time to be a child or a human being. And again, while while the, the, the executive team was tracking things, they said, yeah, there's a lot of adults that get a lot out of what we're building towards. And this also added to my confidence. Initially, after our first conversation, my confidence went down a tiny bit. But then seeing all the amazing people we'd be working with and hearing the excitement, uh, hearing their excitement to be working on this at such a time... All that, uh, and again, we also had we, we were also aligned with some of the backup plans. Uh, 
Now, I didn't think we'd need to do them. And, you know, the back plans of uh, uh, that you've been working on, which we'll talk about, but I guess any backup plan can't prepare you. Even I, you know, I traveled to another world uh, that we didn't even think was possible and returned to Earth. I'd seen things that I couldn't even explain. But uh, nothing can prepare you for when the, the things start to come in from the reports started to come in of stirring on big ones atoll. And, uh, you know, that was kept uh, very close to the vest, but it quickly spread. And, of course, those were constantly false reports and true reports, but this one was finally true. And then it was determined that moth breath was the big one that was stirring, which was not on anyone's radar. Moth breath was always kind of one of the big ones that people, I don't know, they say, well, it's just moth breath. Uh, of course, you know, people that experience moth breath, moth, you know, mothing or breathing have a different story, but... And the fact that that was who was awakening. And again, you came back to me. And obviously, it was a time when everything was on edge, the whole world. And we were working on our first test rehearsal with a real audience and a virtual audience of uh, members of a kind of like what you would call like a street promotion team and our membership clubs. And we, we, we were doing a live rehearsal. You know, we'd have already had a few rehearsals uh, and everyone was again excited. We were going to lay out this first episode with uh, the joy, you know, joy of dance and song. We're going to lay out this first dance with this first, uh, well, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself because I had already got ahead of myself. I told all the t- tracking teams on your team that you'd given me access to, to all of the staff uh, that reported to you, but you said to report to me as well. I said, watch that equipment, seismic uh, whatever UHV or whatever other signals you're watching. You know, I know you're focused on big ones, Atoll, but focus on the whole world too. And, you know, they explained to me, okay, well, we have these baseline readings, so anything outside of the baseline we'll be ready for. What are you expecting? And I said, probably a blip, uh, and they said, even a blip uh, will notice. And I said, well, what about if someone, you know, drops like a heavy weight? And they said, that's in the baseline. And I said, so something outside of the ordinary would, would and they said, yeah, uh, something non or like, uh, they said, what are you thinking? And I said, well, what if, like, so what if there was like a, a big one somewhere we didn't, and then that distracted them. But I said, you know, that we didn't know about or something. And they said, yeah, yeah, don't worry. We'll be watching the equipment. We'll be watching the tests, live feeds from the entire planet. Any readings will have results. Uh, If a person sneezes in Siberia, it's in the baseline. But uh, if it was uh, like a world record sneeze, we'd know about it. But we'd know about it, uh, and then we'd be able to compare it to previous data 
And we'd know, oh, okay, that's just a... And I said, really? And they said, yeah, we overlay all the testing. And I said, okay, I'll trust you. I'll trust you. And they said, you can trust the data in this case. And I said, but isn't it abnormal times? And they said, well, we've been tracking. Ab- they said, yeah, we've had this. Uh, this isn't very new. T- we have some new technology. Most of this is technology that's been around for a long, long time. And then you, pat- one of them patted me on the shoulder. And I said, okay, okay. And so I went to the first rehearsal. And again, this was a smaller audience. We had another rehearsal set up. Uh, and we kind of ran through everything that the team had worked on based on the instructions from Planet Zipper and my instructions. And we were just kind of doing a teaser. We weren't doing a full run-through of, uh, of this portion of the episode or the show. But just the beginning of the dance, uh, which was this welcoming motion that, again, everybody could participate in. A few simple set steps, uh, just like you were welcoming someone into the room. And what you would do with your eyes, how you would make your face look to make them feel welcome, how you would open your arms and then back, uh, go forward, then back up to welcome them in, to let them know you see them and you're happy to see them, to say not just with your eyes and your body, but with your heart uh, and your song, uh, welcome. Uh, come on, you know, like that was all you were saying and that's all we were singing. But that uh, there was more layers to it, of course. Uh, and that you could use other words. And again, they were translating those internationally. You know, to use to say, hey, how can I say welcome? You're special. Welcome, I see you. Uh, welcome, you have value. Oh, boy. Uh, and we did that. Now, at the same time, understandably, everyone watching and everyone working was distracted by the events. But we did get caught up, I felt like, because we were just doing this one sequence and they called it the ho-ho-ho-welcome sequence, because I guess that's one of the ways I talk. Uh, and we rapped, and everybody felt some relief, and there was a lot of uh, body language and connectedness, and, and the audience, the, 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 the adults and the children, physical closeness, because I think it had a bit of an escape, and... and, and, and uh, a catharsis. Now, unfortunately, as a catharsis, we had to return to the real world after. But again, we talked about that, and I ran down to get the test results, and uh, there was none. There was no blips. No, I said no blips, no blurps. They said no blips, no blurps, no bloops, nothing, nothing. And I said, can you run back through the last 12 minutes? Uh, and they said, we're, yeah, we're, we can do that. Uh, we don't have to run back. Yeah, we, there's nothing. And I said, nothing now. And then they said, we're, they said, well, you want to watch for a while. But that was when, and they again, they explained to me after this happened that even if that the data is, uh, 
that this wouldn't mask the other data because even afterwards I say, but is there any other results? I was distracted by what I wanted to see. But that was when moth breath also started to fully move and moth breath uh, started spreading its wings and moving. And so of course I was coming through on the tests as well. And uh, now I had my own dedicated people, but even they were distracted by this fact. And there was a big hullabaloo, but they also told me there was nothing else happening in the world that was outside of the mean or median or mode. I don't know. So that was uh, a bit of a blow for me because I was confident that I would have something to bring to you. And I had a meeting with you, of course, and you, you, you had already known the, there was no results from the test. You already knew that information and I could see on your face you had bigger concerns because it was almost like you had already moved on from my project. You weren't shutting the project down, but you were saying uh, you you had moved on to other solutions. And, and uh, you know, the current plan and the debate worldwide was, uh, you, you, you know, there were concerns. You had concerns, and not just about moth breath, but how other parts of the world, Indies and... Uh, you know, the non-CN collectives were going to act, you know, because there was constant battle over, well, how do we approach this offensively or defensively? And, uh, or do we send moth, you know, when the first big one comes, will someone try to use that to send moth rest somewhere, you know, by planting something? And should we look at mo- like these big ones, like weather patterns? You know, people had already left a lot of the big cities, but not entirely. And, you know, people say, okay, well, we could just temporarily hide underground. Uh, well, what if it's a, so, I don't know, that was the current plan, I guess, but uh, was, uh, but, it, you know, all coming real, but also distant. Again, big, big ones, atoll. We all knew how fast moth breath could fly. And while we were in our meeting, moth breath started to fly. And you had given me clearance. So then when they came in and said, yeah, the, uh, you know, how did this start? Why moth breath? That was another concern. What would be next? Uh, there, there was other activity at the island, not big ones at activity, but uh, people that praised moth breath in particular a group of, uh, a large, large group, actually, that had moved onto the island secretly and had taken control of uh, a remote part of the atoll that, uh, and they had established a moth-breath-based belief system, and it, it was believed already at the time, and, and I guess the strange thing was that they were doing some sort of welcoming type song and dance uh, for moth breath. Uh, and it was very religious in the sense uh, they were praising and welcoming moth breath and chanting and singing. And some of this leaked out to the news. And so then it created another level of uh, public interest and concern and Mothbreath started to circle uh, 
uh, big ones they told, and, and everyone was watching and, and saying, well, where, which way is Mothbreast going to turn? Why is Mothbreast just circling? And meanwhile, you sat me down and you asked me a very straightforward question, like, "Don't is there so there's no secret device? You don't have a serum, you don't have a device, you just have this belief that this is going to work. Uh, please tell me there's a secret serum or secret device." And I said, "There's nothing, no, not even a talisman." Uh, and I said, "Is it talisman or talisman?" And you sternly said, there's a big difference between an actual serum or device and a talisman. And I said, I understand that, but I don't have any of those. Uh, All I have is my belief that this is going to work. And you said, but it didn't work. And I said, well, it was just an initial test. There's something missing. And I think it's just the audience. And you said, no, you don't, you don't believe that. Uh, and I said, you're right. There's something else missing other than the audience, but, uh, it's there. It's not a big, it's a piece that's there that we can't, I said, this is part of the process. Uh, you know, you wrote music. You've, you're a creative person. I said, it's just a matter of finding it. We have an amazing team. Incredibly creative people and incredibly focused. I mean, everyone's distracted too, but that's all a part of it. Uh, I said, we're going to figure it out. We're going to get to the bottom of it. We're have another rehearsal with a lo- like slightly a larger audience set up. And you said, it's pointless though, because no one's going to pay it. And I said, people will, they love, I said, the, the marketing, the characters, the connection and the desire for joy and dance, uh, it doesn't stop. Uh, come on. Uh, and I said, I'm sorry, because I know you have a lot more on your plate than I do. So just don't, don't worry about it. Uh, it's almost like I wanted you to believe so that I could believe or something, but I guess I had to protect you too. I said, well, why don't you, you just let me do, take care of this and I'll trust that it works out. And, uh, you again kind of sternly said, yeah, well, that the whole world was waiting for you to return from planet zipper. We were promised a solution. And, uh, I don't know. And I said, none of us know. I said, it's okay. None of us know. It's not easy. I don't even know. I just trust that this is going to work out, and I don't even know how it's going to work out. And I said, uh, but I, 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 yeah, I've got to go. And you said, okay. I mean, I don't think we left it that way. It was a little bit more. You You had to take calls from the world, you know. So we had our second rehearsal, and we were getting ready. And we were going to lay out a little bit more of the dance, you know, welcome. And then the next part of the dance and the song that says, hey, you're important to me. I see you. I'm glad to see you. And, oh, I see something else is going on with you. Uh, like I see you fully. 
that the part of the dance was important. And again, it could only be expressed indirectly through dance and song, right? We couldn't, you, I guess I'm sharing this on here, the on the nose things that the dance and the song could accomplish without saying. But that was the goal of the steps and even what was supposed to be in the minds of the performers. And that would again be reflected and tra- translated, I guess, I hope, to the hearts of the children and, and their parents and their families. Hey, welcome. And even some of us were, were, were joking, you know, in the last minute changes, saying, hey, well, can can we do this for for Mothbrat? Uh, and that kind of tore apart the room a little bit, but it showed our looseness that it didn't, it just tore apart in the moment of uh, debating about it because, uh, I don't know. And, and I decided to watch uh, up in the production room, uh, I guess because I wanted uh, to had them set up a station for the person running the tests. And I wanted to see the tests at the same time that were tracking in any anything in the world. Uh, and then as we got closer to getting ready to roll that's when moth breath's behavior changed and moth breath started using moth moth breath moth breath uh, which was like a silk breath uh, to seal up all the other big ones uh, one by one sealing them in silk uh, and Everybody being dismayed, you calling and saying, is this you? And I said, no, 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 no. We, we uh, There's no theories that say that we can control the behavior of the big ones from Planet Sipper or that our, you know, this project, uh, you know, you kept calling it big emojis. Uh, and, and again, that was part of, anyway. But big emojis was just one of the terms on the show. So everybody was a bit elated and confused and uh, a little bit concerned. And again, then scientists were being caught. Well, okay, what does this mean? Like, uh, uh, will this wake? What is? We don't know what Mothbreath is trying to accomplish. Uh, maybe it's a quest for dominance. This could mean Mothbreath is going to stay there. And uh, this could extend their hibernation. Because, again, they'll be wrapped. It'll be a bit like uh, swaddling a baby. Then, you know, there's point-counterpoint type stuff. But I think a lot of the feeling everyone was feeling was that it was uh, a combination of surprise, uh, elation, relief, uh, and hope. Uh, maybe Moth Breast's a hero, even people started to posit. Who were, maybe these people were right that were praising Moth Breath. Now, meanwhile, not every human being or leader was acting in the in the same way you were. So there were people trying to use this to their advantage. And one particular group had sent out a ship uh, full of material that would attract a big one. And they were planning on sending it to a port of another nation they weren't allied with. And uh, this is just something we know in retrospect, or I know in retrospect. But we went through with a rehearsal. Now, 
the rehearsal went a lot like the goals. We ran a little bit longer. I mean, didn't yield any results, and I was watching the whole time. And the production thing is like over the studio, right? Uh, I don't know if, if, if uh, well, you're familiar with it. It's like a, a dark room with kind of like a two-way window, a mirror. You know, you can't see in from the outside. But when you're standing there, you know, there's the reflections of the screens behind you, particularly the screen for the tests and the tracking, the seismic and all that was uh, right next to me. And so it created a reflection. And I remember as I saw and heard that there was no results, but that the, the, the performance seemed to be going really good. The children and their families seemed to be enjoying it. it, uh, it uh, I caught my own reflection in staring and instead of looking into the studio, I was looking in my own eyes and I was seeing doubt. I was seeing tiredness. I was seeing a weariness uh, because I knew that, 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 I don't know, while everybody else was hoping this was for the best day, I wasn't so sure when big ones are involved. Uh, and for my time on Planet Zipper, I just said, there's got to be something more to this. Uh, and also just disappointed. There was no clear results and nothing. No blips, no blurps, no bloops. And my shoulders sagged. And, and now, again, no one else on the team really knew that uh, uh, they, they might have been confused or they thought that because I was the astronaut, uh, you know, I was concerned with Mothrath and Big Ones Island. They never made the connection uh, that, uh, you know, they thought they were just doing their job, creating something fun for for, for everyone to enjoy. Like, that, that is, you know, the, the goal of people creating stuff sometimes. Or one of their goals uh and they were succeeding, but again, it wasn't quite there. And not only did I know it, uh, the team knew it. <laughs> they didn't have the same. So we met again, and we went over how did the rehearsal go. People could see I was d- d- down. And, you know, they said, don't worry, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of this. And they were brainstorming, and you called me. And I said, I have to step out uh, and talk to the president of the world. Uh, and everyone had a laugh. Uh, but they knew, you know. And again, sometimes people say, why are you involved in this project? Uh, that's really, and I, yeah, I said, well, this is, uh, children of the world are the most important resource we have, of course. Uh, and, I, and they said, well, I said, what am I going to do? I'm just an astronaut. Uh and they said, but then you bring, and they said, you know, that stuff's confidential. I can't talk about it. But anyway, I went and I met with you again. And we talked and you said, you see, you've seen, we've been following what's happening. I know there's no results from your tests there. And I said, yeah, and I said, following what's happening. And you said, what do you think? And I said, well, I don't know what to think. I know I don't feel good. I feel I don't feel worse about it, but I don't feel good about it. And you said, "Did you notice anything else?" And I said, "Yeah, there seems to be a large group of." Uh, uh, and she said, "Yeah, there's actually they're not just on the atoll. You know, they have a, a 
they're, they're operating and, and uh, controlling uh, an Indian nation, or like they moved into a city that like a lot of people left. And uh, she said, "Yeah, they're they're like uh, they b- believe in moth breaths." And she said, "What else?" And I said, "Well, yeah, they're singing and dancing." And uh, she said, "That's always kind of been a, a theory that uh, that uh, you know you see we've seen it uh, in the past with the big ones." Uh, you know, it's just like a human being that people get caught up in a giant figure. And we've never had any conclusive thing about the singing and the dancing. Uh, and she said, well, they said that they're the ones controlling moth breath. Uh, do you think that's possible? And I said, I don't know if it's possible. I don't think so. Nothing on Planet Zipper. I said, you could... Uh, I could see that they could have woken Moth Breath up first with their singing and their dancing. And she said, but there's something hypnotic to it, right? And I said, yeah. I said, but why are you saying that? And she said, well, they said said that they're making demands. And they're saying without the demands uh, that Moth Breath will, Moth Breath is going to be the only big one and they control Moth Breath. And I said, interesting. And I I said, do they have any proof of that? And you you said, yeah, Mothbreath, I don't know if you heard, but Mothbreath left uh, Big One's atoll and is headed out to the sea. And I said, well, that's interesting. Where, which direction? And you said, it's pretty clear from, you know, our intelligence that uh, there's a ship uh, full of uh, spent material and it's in the middle of the sea it's heading to a port uh, and you said it came from you know this other cooperative uh, group uh, and you know they're going to plant it in the port and uh, Mothbreath is headed to the ship we we expect that's where Mothbreath is is headed and we'll get there while the ship is still in the middle of the ocean uh, but also the, 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 the group that the moth breathians, uh, they said that was what would happen and that if we don't follow, you know, what they want, which is pretty, uh, they said, you know, we got to supply stuff for moth breath to consume and uh, a lot of other resources, resources we need if they want sent, uh, uh, to the, uh, the the nation that they're they're controlling and the city they're controlling, and do you think that's possible? And I said, well, it sounds like it. It could be. Po- I don't think it's probable, but it could be possible. But I don't understand how they would communicate with like. Uh, and you said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well. I realize you're going to kind of throw this back at me, but what if uh, they're behaving away and they want Moth Breath to behave away or they want you to think they're in control? But yes, they could have woken Moth Breath up first. Uh, but if you were Moth Breath and you woke up, wouldn't you behave? Wouldn't these be the same steps you would take? And you said, what do you mean? And I said, well... 
Okay, so your Mothrath, you wake up, you see the other big ones, you, you fly to get your wings back in order. Then you see the other big ones slumbering, uh, rivals of yours, so you seal them up. You would do that uh, even if someone was, you know, maybe they're helping energize, you know. And then the next thing you would do is uh, get your bearings, and if you detect it... Uh, somewhere motion and spent material that attracts you, however that works with the big ones, uh, some sort of part of their limbic system, you would be guided towards there by your nature. So it doesn't seem to me uh, that, uh, like a, that they're necessarily in control of moss breast, uh, but they could be, they could be. And then you said, well, what would Mothbreath do next? I said, well, Mothbreath would go to the ship. I don't know what Mothbreath would do, but uh, consume the ship, take the ship, seal the ship. Uh, and then what you said? And then I said, well, either return to Big One's Island or follow the trail. The ship will leave a clear trail for a Big One to follow. I don't know if that whoever sent it out thought of that Uh but if they didn't think about it, uh, they're going to, uh, Moth Breath, that's where Moth, Moth Breath will go next. And uh, you said, okay, well, why don't you get back to your rehearsal then? Uh, I know your show goes live very soon. And you were right, and we went back in the meeting, and I said, okay, how's everybody feeling? Uh, and, you know, they, you were asking for, everybody was concerned about uh, moth breath uh, and uh, wanted me to answer questions. I said, okay, I think it's going to work out. Uh, do you think that, like, well, they're in control of moth breath? Uh, everything had been on the news. And I said, let's focus on what's missing from the show. And, uh, you know, we have all this, these steps, uh, but something's clearly missing in our welcome, welcome, so glad to see you, uh, thing. And, uh, I said, what, what are the problems that, what is missing? And a couple ideas came up, uh, contrary, contrary ideas, uh, from different staff members, which was amazing. And this was an all staff meeting. It wasn't just the writers. And, uh, someone said, I think that, uh, one thing that's missing is, uh, who's dancing and who's singing. Right now we have, uh, the human performers, but the children were introduced to the show through the serial characters and one of the, and, and the toys and all these other things, uh, and I feel like we've tried to humanize the show too much. Uh, and then we're just going to run these cartoons or animated shows uh, between the variety segments with humans. And I feel like that's missing. And I said, so you're saying we're missing a spice friend? Because, yeah, again, we'd gone to this big emojis idea. With, you know, with the Spice Friends being just a, a side thing. You know, it made sense. Big ones, big emojis. It was the whole goal of the show. And then I thought about looking at myself uh, 
And I said, wait one second. Uh, uh, give me a second here to process what you're saying. Everyone process what she's saying for a second uh, before I step on it. Uh, and then we can ask more questions. And I know there's someone else with a pending idea. But yeah, I was thinking about looking at my own eyes uh, and looking through to the audience at the same time. And I was seeing my tiredness, and I was kind of seeing beyond it, too. And I said, okay, okay, I hear what you're saying. So we're missing one of the Spice Friends. And you said, yes, we're missing one of the Spice Friends. And I said, yeah, now we just got to figure out if the Spice Friend is the one seeing or being seen. And you said, yes, uh, this this writer uh, did. And then someone from another department said, whoa, whoa, wait, I hear what, what they're saying, but uh, what about what everybody's seeing right now? And I said, what's that? And you said, moth breath. Uh, and you said, oh, okay. What you're saying is, uh, okay. So everybody is seeing moth breath in in their thoughts, in their minds, so their feelings, their big emojis about moth breath. But we're just talking about the feelings. So we're both being not metaphorical enough and too metaphorical is kind of what you're saying, if if I'm correct. Like uh, we're being we're not talking about the moth breath in the room. And we started to brainstorm. Okay, so who, what spice friend should we should be here? What are the characteristics of the different spice friends? What is the best spice friend to be there? And that was a writer's area of expertise. Uh, and then who is seeing who's? And I said, well, the audience has to be the one seeing. They're dancing and seeing. And he said, oh, okay, you're right. Because I said, you know, we went back and forth. Should the Spice Friend be the one leading the dance and being the one? We're seeing things through the Spice Friend's eyes. And then it just flowed from there, you know, because he said, of course, well, this is our new show. Again, we've called costume and again, the team and the set dressers, everyone started working together because we didn't have. A not, like a non-animated version of a spice friend in this particular spice friend. And we said, okay, well, okay, so we're, we're working on that. So we're dancing and we're welcoming the spice friend, just like a natural process of we're rewriting the episode. Of course, okay, we're welcoming the spice friend. And then we said, okay, well, what about the next thing? Uh, so the spice friend is, uh, we can't ignore the fact that everybody's thinking about moth breath. Uh, even the spice friend probably is. And this is when we went to, you know, the great, great influences of us, uh, you know, Henson, Muppets, Sesame Street, uh, CTW, all these great puppeteers uh, throughout human history. I mean, you know, beyond those names, but just those were some of the names that came up with, uh, 
was, uh, well, we could have a puppet behind the Spice Friend, a small, in-the-distance version of Moth Breath flying around, uh, just uh, behind uh, the Spice Friend. So when the child... Then the child can, then that is the right metaphor. Oh, I'm also, I'm not just welcoming this spice friend. I'm seeing beyond it to uh, what we're both thinking about, which is moth breath and welcoming those feelings too. And uh, I guess I, I uh, find myself uh, getting tired talking about this, but so we went through with it uh, and we did the dance. Uh, we had the show, we had someone dressed uh as the spice friend, I mean, we just finished. I'm, I'm waiting here. This is why I'm recording this is to try to distract myself. I feel so tired because I'm waiting. I sent the tester out. I said, I'll contact you afterwards. Uh, now, meanwhile, as we were getting ready to air, Moth Breath was getting closer and closer to the ship. Uh, and so we decided to delay and then Mothbreath picked up the ship and headed, as I had predicted, uh, towards towards this cooperative group that had sent the ship out. Uh, but that would take a while. So then we went to air. And we did the dance, and we welcomed this spice friend in. We welcomed in the, 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 the feelings, and we saw the, the spice friend with the joy in, in dance, uh, was thinking about moth breath and so much more. And we completed the rest of what we had set out, which I kind of didn't, which is like, hey, I'm here to help you with that. Uh, and then we moved into a more active uh, part of the show, which again was not my, you know, that's handled by experts. And I said, hey, well, like, you know, a different part of the program, but the song and the dance to me. Uh, and as you, you know, that in the animated portion afterwards, which was unrelated, which was pre-produced, but it featured this spice friend, uh, in an adventure, uh, the one we had welcomed in. Well, and it was an adventure with similar feelings and those kind of things to explore and, and explore being, but anyway, it went great. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved the dance quickly. We were seeing people posting versions of them singing and dancing. And maybe some people were getting confused with the heroism that Moth Breath was a hero because not everybody had the whole story. Now, meanwhile, even people in this uh, this other uh, affiliated group uh, there's people there, and, you know, they, it wasn't their fault that their leaders had sent this ship out. And now Mothbrath was approaching with this ship. Uh, quickly, everybody figured it out. Uh, and uh, they had the same feelings uh, that the other children of the world and the parents and the adults of the world had. Uh, and that's when you, you like, uh, like, uh, I think, uh, wait a second, let me pause this recording. Okay, I'm back. Uh, I guess I'll I'll, I'll stop recording, but there's reports uh, that rising from the sea is, uh, uh, you know, there was a blip, there was a bloop, and there was a blurp. Uh, That was the first report I got. 
And then, you know, as we know, moth breath still has like a few hours till it reaches, it makes landfall. Uh, rising from the shores of this other uh, affiliated, uh, this, this other country full of people is a giant, smiling, cinnamon stick being. A uh, big one, but it has big eyes and a big smile. And it's doing the welcoming dance, uh, and no one can believe it. You couldn't believe it. You called me. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen next, but we know that uh, that it worked. Uh, that we manifested uh, our our own spice friend, and and I, and I can you know of course you're like well what if the spice friend turns around and starts stepping on the city, and I say well then we'll kind of be we won't do it again. Uh, it won't be in that. Maybe I said, "Oh, that's that'd be unfortunate." But I don't think that's going to happen. I think the spice friend is going to wait and and deter moth breath and and help everybody. But uh, everybody already feels a bit better because they're doing that dance uh, and they're saying, "Welcome, I see you." Got, got those feelings about moth breath. Uh, I can see that. Uh, I'm dancing here to welcome you in and singing to you because I know how it feels, uh, and I'd like to help you. So I'm going to try to rest uh, while we wait uh, for landfall, and uh, I'm sure I'll be recording an update soon. Thanks for listening.